You are listening to the Tenacious Acorn Podcast, and I'm your host, Jessica O'Neill. Thanks for tuning in today. We're going to be talking today about a, a kind of touchy subject, and it might upset some of you, which is to say some people might be offended. So I would just like to say at the beginning that my intention with today's topic is not to offend anyone. Uh, it's just to talk about a very real subject that I think often gets overlooked in the health coaching sphere and in the healthy living spheres. And a couple things before we dive right in. It is so pretty here today in Wilmington, North Carolina, that I have the window in my office open. So you might hear some traffic noises. Um for that, I can't do anything about it because I'm not willing to miss out on this great soft day that we're having. The other thing is, I have my cats in here with me today, at least two of them right now. I only see two. So you might hear some uh, some cat talk. There's a couple of them. One in particular, the little girl, loves to complain to me about everything. And then my boy cat, Oscar, who if you follow me on Instagram... I uh, put up a picture of him the other day. He has to be wherever I am. So he's probably going to be climbing around on me while I'm talking to you today. So you might hear some interesting cat noises. Uh, and I'm trying out a little different podcasting setup today where I brought everything over to my standing desk. Usually I'm at a little table that we set up just for me to do my podcasts. And I just feel more energetic when I'm standing up. If you've you know, listen to, read any of my blogs or anything, you know, I'm a big proponent of standing and treadmill desks. And I usually write my podcasts on my tread, write my podcasts, write my blogs on a treadmill desk. Um, today, I'm checking out if I can podcast, I'm not running the treadmill, because otherwise, you would hear this really annoying drone of the treadmill motor while I was on it. But you know, I have everything set up to be a workstation. So I'm checking it out today. So we'll see how it goes. Um, so the sound might be a little different. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to go. And I'm also, oh my God, it's like full disclosure Wednesday here. I'm a little sniffly. So I apologize for that. I think it's because it got so warm and the plants are freaking out and making buds or doing whatever it is that plants do when it warms up unexpectedly. So I'm fully expecting we're going to get a horrible ice storm a little later in the month because it's just too nice today. It's, you know, this is some sort of trick that nature is playing on us. I even saw butterflies out back earlier. But anyway, enough about the weather and enough about where I'm standing and who's in the room with me. Uh, today, I want to talk to you like I said, about a, a bit of a touchy subject. I was recently involved in a conversation started by a young woman acquaintance of mine who was expressing her feelings in regards to her weight and how she knows that her weight is affecting her health. And she is a beautiful young woman, uh, gorgeous. She carries a little bit more weight than she should, 
given her family history and given some health issues that she has. And I'm not going to mention what they are because that's that's her business. But, you know, we all have our own health health issues and things that run in our family that we know having too much weight can definitely exacerbate. And that's what she's experiencing right now. And she has a number that she knows if she were able to get that number of pounds off of her frame that it the the conditions that are being exacerbated by the weight would pretty much disappear. And she expressed this in a conversation, in a discussion. And the vitriol that came her way really opened up to me, opened up my eyes in a way to how what should be a great thing, the acceptance of and love of your body as the physical house that you live in has now gone so far that if you express a dissatisfaction with your weight in particular, as nobody would say, if you said, oh, I want to, I want to be able to lift X amount of weight, nobody would say, no, you're great. Only being able to to do bicep curls with a two pound dumbbell. That's, that's just how you are. That's perfect. You're perfect the way you are. Nobody would say that. Nobody would, would encourage you to be weak. So people, as I saw during this conversation, as I learned during this conversation, so many people came at her with claws bared, fangs out to tell her how dare she express this feeling about herself, mind you, because that then extrapolates out to societal pressure on people to look a certain way, to be a certain way, to not make any effort to be healthier. And then the conversation segued into the whole, you can't see inside somebody, you don't know if they're healthy or not, you don't have access to their medical reports. You don't know if their number their numbers could be perfect, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And while some of that's true, you've heard me say it, you've re- you've read where I've written healthy knows no particular weight. Healthy isn't a size. Healthy isn't a particular shape. And all that's true. But we can't ignore the fact that form follows function when it comes to health. And a healthy body is not a body that's morbidly obese. And I know, oh, see, Sassafras agrees with me. She's coming to talk to us. I know that there are outliers and there are exceptions of somebody who's 50 or 60 or 70 pounds or greater overweight, they're clinically obese, and yet they have fantastic numbers on any medical test that you could give them. I know that those exceptions exist. And I know they exist on the other end, where somebody looks fantastically healthy, they're slim, they're agile, they're flexible, they're they're able to live their life the way they want to every day. And yet the they're riddled with visceral fat that's wrapped around their organs and is causing them 
massive problems, diabetes, heart disease, you know, arthritis pains, you name it. But again, those are the exceptions. In general, a healthy body is not going to be carrying massively more weight than it was designed to carry. Now, this brings up the subject to me of those two lines that are so close together. You have to be able to accept and love yourself the way you are right now in order to be able to make the commitment to yourself and the effort that it's going to take to be as healthy and fit as you want to be and as you can be. You absolutely have to accept where you are right now and recognize that you are valuable in order to be able to put the effort into it. The danger comes in when you accept that and you make that commitment, but then outside forces tell you over and over and over again, you're fine the way you are. We love you the way, the way that you are. Don't do anything crazy. Just be who you are. And it can become such a comfortable place. Well, everyone loves me. Everyone thinks I look great. I, I don't feel that bad that you give up on the commitment because change is hard. We've, we've discussed this before. We all know change is hard. The hardest part of it is making the commitment and making the effort. So if you're not getting that sort of support, so how do you, where does that, where does that line cross, right? Because nobody wants to hear from an outside force, you really need to make these changes because I think that's, that's not our jobs to do that to somebody. I don't walk around in public and size people up and, and walk over to them and say, hey, I'm looking at you and you really need a health coach. Sit down. We're going to go through this because I can tell just looking at you. Even if I can look at somebody and say, I bet I'm watching them and how they're moving and they're having joint pain and you know, I'm looking at what's on the table in the restaurant where they're eating and I can see where maybe they have a bit of a sugar addiction or et cetera, et cetera. We can all do that. It's not our place to go over and say something to that person. But if somebody expresses the desire and the willingness to make positive changes in their life, my opinion is, how dare you shut them down? To me, this is, this is no different then if you have a friend who is what we might call a heavy drinker, maybe they're not actually an alcoholic, but they're a heavy drinker, they get blackout drunk at parties on the regular, and they say to you, hey, you know, I think I need to make some changes in my life, so when we go out, I'm not going to be drinking. You would never say to them, oh, no, you're fine just the way you are. Here, let me buy you a beer. But somehow with food and exercise, we think that that's our job in some ways. We think it's okay to tell somebody, 
no, no, no. You you can have a little piece of cake after they've already expressed to you, I'm giving up sugar and here's why. I wonder, and this is me thinking out loud, I really wonder if if some of that doesn't come from our own insecurities because we have certain relationships with people and when they decide that they're unhappy with some aspect of themselves, of their physical being or their mental state or their emotional state, when they decide that they're a little bit unhappy with that and they want to make some changes in a more positive direction that they feel will enhance their life, we instinctively know that's going to change our relationship to them. And as we've said in relation to ourselves, we know change is hard. So people in an effort to keep the status quo may try to block somebody else's commitment to personal change. And on a greater level, somebody recognizing maybe deficiencies might not be the right word, but I'm going to use it. Somebody recognizing deficiencies in their own health and seeking to improve those can shine a light, not in a mean way, and not that the person's even meaning to do this, but it shines a light on the lifestyles and actions of those around them. And that can make other people insecure and feel that they're being judged for how they're living their lives. So I think that a lot of that came into play in this com- this recent conversation. But on the bigger level, when you take individual personalities out of it, as a culture, we have swung so far to the body positive side of things and the acceptance side of things that is having a deleterious effect on people's self-perception and commitment to living their best life. This idea that you can be healthy at any weight is true in general terms. However, there is a maximum amount of weight that your body can contain. You know, we've all seen the ads or the pictures, or maybe you've watched the programs of these people who are just morbidly obese, you know, 500 pounds, 600 pounds, greater than that, where they, they're not living their lives. They're lying in a bed and having people bring them food They can't get up and move around. They can't go outside and enjoy the day. They can't even go for a walk. That's not okay. And it needs to be okay to say that that's not okay. And we're not shaming the person. We're just saying that that is no way to live. And there's help available. So when someone reaches out and is honest and says, I know that my physical being is causing these health issues for me to be exacerbated or to be in existence in the first place. 
It's not being body positive or accepting to tell them that they're wrong about that and that they're wrong to feel that way. It's the opposite. That's that's not fat shaming or size shaming or body shaming in the sense that we normally think of it, but it's health shaming. And I, I think we need to all take a step back and think about what we're saying to somebody before we say that. And it goes in the other direction too, because I'm already, I'm already in my head seeing the comments that are going to come up and say, well, this happens to really thin people too. And I agree, it does. It absolutely does. You see, there are different body types, and some of them are very thin, naturally petite or willowy. And those people often hear, oh, that person needs to eat a sandwich. Oh, that person needs to eat more. And that's not okay either, because you don't know what their situation is. Maybe they just have a really high metabolism and they eat all the time and they just don't gain weight. To that, I, I raise my coffee mug that I'm drinking out of at the moment and say, God bless you. My daughter's that way. She's tall and long-limbed and slender and graceful. That's her body type. She eats whatever she wants, whenever she wants for the most part. I, on the other hand, I am short and shall we say sturdy. (laughs) I'm not seriously overweight, but at the same time, I've never been called willowy in my entire life, you know. But this idea that it's never okay to agree with someone if they say that they need to lose weight, needs to stop because it's it's guised as being accepting and being body positive and loving everyone the way they are. But I think it's actually more of a pacifier and a bit of a control device for the external forces to maintain that status quo. We're going to we're going to pacify this person by telling them how awesome they are just the way they are despite the fact that they're not feeling awesome and they want to make changes. We're going to tell them not to because that's going to maintain the status quo and that's going to not make us uncomfortable. How and I say to that, how dare we put our own comfort and happiness ahead of a friend or a loved one or a relative or an acquaintance or a random stranger expressing their desire to become healthy and live a vibrant life. So that's a touchy subject. (laughs) And I've probably made a few of you angry with this. And I'm not, I didn't write all this down and read it off of a piece of paper. You know me better than that. You know, I'm extemporaneous off the top of my head um, when I when I talk to you. But I really, really feel like this is something that we need to talk about and that we need to think about and how we're now projecting our internalized feelings about ourselves out into the world, but 
slapping on the body positive label as a way to make ourselves feel better instead of supporting people who want to make needed changes in their lives. So if you're one of those people who's doing that, think about it. If you're one of those people who's experiencing that, you have every right to tell people, thanks for loving me the way I am. I love me too. I just want to be the very, very best that I can be. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. (laughs) I appreciate you listening today, and I hope that you'll join me for the next episode. Hopefully I haven't offended too many people. In the meantime, if you're interested in learning more about me and my coaching services or reading any of my blogs, I've got some great recipes on there that would probably be of interest to most of you. You can find me on the website, tenaciousacorn.com. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook where I post pictures of my food and my cats and all kinds of crazy stuff. So thanks again for joining in and putting up with the uh, truck noises and the cats. And I look forward to next time. Ciao.